It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know what, Marcus? Do not send him any money until he gives me my shoes after I beat him in the March Madness bracket and UConn won the national That man still ain't got your shoes? He didn't pay off his bet. So don't even think I haven't given it to her yet. She's absolutely right. I haven't given it to her yet. And here is the crime. I really, really need to get her those shoes because with some of the shoes I've seen her wear recently, she needs it. So she's right. She's right. You got a thousand dollars coming. That's you got a thousand dollars. It should have been here. Get them soon. It should have been here. You should have been on national TV. I was on the West Coast. What's up, Doug? I was on the West Coast, man. I'm going to hand it to you. I'm going to hand it to you. Relax. Give me the thousand. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Where are you? How long are you out west? How long are you no, out I west? I was when? on the west coast. I'm. Go- you know, I, w- I was. We was in Vegas this week for countdown. Okay. So instead of flying in across the country, I just you gonna came be in home. L.A. Next week we in L.A. I'll be, I'll be in L.A. There. I'll be there. I'll oh, be there. When you get there, I'll be there Saturday, bro. I'll be there Saturday. My birthday. Oh yeah. Oh I'll yeah. I'll be there Saturday. Yeah. We let's do a great let's do a great dinner or something. How about, awesome. how about the how about the fellas? Him, Ryan Clark, and the countdown crew taking me out to dinner for it my is birthday. Your, it's the fourteenth. Right? That's, that's right. How about take me out to dinner? It's your birthday. Sixty-five. We'll do that. Six. We'll do that. Sixty-five. Sixty-six. Going on thirty-six. Oh yeah, my. Actually, not. actually, actually, <laughs> actually, I'm, actually, I'm fifty. I'll be fifty-six years old. And I feel better than I have felt. In well, that's good to hear. You're doing good, bro. That's good to You're doing hear. great. You look great. Are you it's one all of those that people that celebrates your birthday like the whole month? I never. And makes it a whole I, thing? Actually, I don't celebrate my birthday much. Oh. I don't. Oh. You're going to celebrate it in L.A. We, just, we got you. That's what I'm talking Christopher about. Christopher Mad Dog. So I'm happy you're here. Nice to have it's you. It's a Mad nice Dog Wednesday. How are you? All right. I'm going to try to get to Connecticut Friday because I'd like Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Mad Dog to take me out to dinner. So I might go. Oh. If you want. Oh. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll do that for you. How's that? I might show up Friday. All right. You let me know. I'll do that for you. Go ahead. You may continue. All right. We're going to talk football. After the Niners beat down Dallas on Sunday Night Football, Micah Parsons seems more upset by George Kittle's F Dallas shirt than the loss to the Niners. Parsons said Kittle made it way more personal with his clothing choice. Take a listen. But I'm going to say this. Laugh now, cry later. Um, we got something for that. Just, just trust. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust. Laugh now, cry later. And we're going to put it just like that. I ain't going to put too much on it. Um, you're going to make it personal. We can make it personal. Uh, that's cool. Laugh now, cry later. Just trust. Debo Samuel jumped in on the back and forth responding with this. Take a listen. It was already personal before the game started. Now, um, 42 to 10, I don't think you like want to see us again. It might be a little bit worse. All right. Damn. 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 Stephen A., do you yeah. like, love, or hate? I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's, listen, it's one thing to get slapped upside your head and punched in the mouth, but it's another thing to talk about you from the standpoint. Like, like It's not like Debo instigated it. It's like Micah Parsons felt the need to respond. And Debo is like, yo, be careful. You might get it. It might be worse next time, which gives you every indication that the 49ers believe it could have been worse this time. They don't really they, they're not really concerned about the Dallas Cowboys. And here's the reason why. 
It really ain't because of the defense. It's because they know Dallas doesn't believe in its offense. They know the defense doesn't believe in its offense. They sense acrimony and dissension as it pertains to that, and they know that's not an issue that they have in San Francisco or Santa Clara, actually. The bottom line is that they believe in their quarterback. They believe in their running back. They believe in their receivers, and they damn sure believe in their coach. Now, on, on, on three levels, and really, really, we haven't really thought about this, but if you really dissect Dallas compared to San Francisco, there's questions about their quarterback, there's questions about Dallas's uh, head coach, and there's questions about their running game. Christian McCaffrey's an MVP candidate. We know Tony, Tony Pollard's no scrub, but he ain't Christian McCaffrey. We know Dak Prescott, at least at this moment in time, ain't Brock Purdy. And we damn sure know Mike McCarthy ain't Kyle Shanahan. And so when you look at it from that perspective, that's what we're talking about here. That's what I see. I don't blame Debo for clapping back. I just drop facts because everything I said is factual. Oh, there is factual. There are questions about those three positions in Dallas, and they don't. those questions don't exist in San Francisco. That is a fact, and that is the situation. I'm good with it. It's going to be a long two hours. Yeah, it is already. already. Uh, yeah. Well, a couple of things here. Number one, Kittle started it, not Parsons, because he had the shirt. Okay. So Kittle started it. That's number one. Sure. Parsons, let's handle him first. Okay. Pipe down. Okay. You can't, when you've gotten destroyed by this team, 42-10, lost to them last year, lost to them home two years ago, can't stop the run, you can't say anything. Take your wounds, take your licking. Don't say, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Don't say a word. I know. Just That's soak how I it feel in. when Stephen A. says he's going to do the first pitch again. I'm like, yeah, I, again. Yeah, well, nobody don't wants even. to hear how no. he, exactly yeah. right. Give me a second chance. When you get it, you get it. I don't want to hear about it beforehand. Same thing with Parsons. I don't want to hear about your dopey pitch, okay? That's enough of that. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Not a word. I didn't say it, but she said something about it. I didn't say it. I know know I choked. That's the difference between me and Cowboy fans. I choked. I flat out choked, okay? I admit it. It won't happen again. But I did. I choked. But the Dallas Cowboys have a hard time admitting things, and that's the difference. Well, again, San Francisco doesn't have 10 Super Bowl rings around here either. That's right. Let's not forget that. Right. I mean, the idea that San Francisco, got a few. not this group, okay. Kittle doesn't have one, Sammy doesn't have one, Shanahan doesn't have one. Shanahan was the offensive coordinator with Atlanta who blew a 28-3 lead. I agree, but he got so, to the Super Bowl. Oh, he didn't win. All right. They right. all get to Dallas, the Super Bowl. No, they don't win the a, game. Except the Dallas Cowboys who haven't been to the conference championship games in the last 20 They're wrong. But how about San Francisco? Okay. How about San Francisco coming down? Why give them motivation? Why give them bulletin board material? Why not? You won the game 42-10. Move on to the Browns. Don't be sitting there. And again, they didn't win last year. They didn't win the year before that. They had a guy wide open in the end zone against Kansas City. They blew a 20 to 10 lead. They didn't win that year either. So enough of San Francisco and Dallas. You're right. You're right. San Francisco is better than the Cowboys. Quarterback's better. Coach is better. The tight end's better. The running back's better. Bosa's as good as Parsons. Warner's the better linebacker. They're a better team. That's what I took out of the game. San Francisco's better. But both sides should button it. Go ahead, Swaggo. I'll deal with Mad Dog in a second. Go ahead. Mad Dog went, Mad Dog went all to the Super Mad Dog, we're not talking about the Super Bowl. We're talking about the San Francisco 49ers and the Cowboys. We're not talking about who won the Super Bowl or who did what. Yeah. All right? Here's the thing, bro. And this is what frustrates me about what, what Micah's response was. And Debo said it. It was personal for us. 
it should be more personal personal for the Dallas Cowboys. How do you go into this game without it being personal? After getting bounced out of the playoffs twice, you know what this game means for the psyche of your team. We talked about it all week, but I'm sure they did too. They acknowledged, Dak even acknowledged, leading up to the game, that this was the one that they had to get. They had to build some confidence against this particular team. Man, dog, we're not saying anything that they didn't say. So for you to go into the game thinking it wasn't personal, I don't know what you thought. You thought that we were just going to show up on a Sunday stroll and, and hopefully we win because we play well? No, this team has had your number. This team has sent you home year, two years in a row from trying to get your goal accomplished and you go into their stadium thinking that it ain't personal, it should have been personal. That's the most frustrating part. Like, I get it from a personal standpoint. You talking about fighting or doing all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about football. Like, the games, the teams that you circle on your schedule and say, these are the ones that we need to get it done against. This is the game that we need to win. This is the team that sends us home in the playoffs. This is the team that has embarrassed us from a standpoint of how they played against us. What do we talk about with Dallas and, and, and San Francisco right. all the time? The difference in physicality. Yeah. And as a football player, that is what makes the games personal. Right. So for Micah not to have that understanding going into this game is, is really disappointing, mm -hmm. let alone what he said. Like, you say what you say on your podcast. But you should have had that idea in your head before you played him. I agree. I agree, without question. I mean, I'm a little bit distracted right now because I'm looking at myself with this suit and tie. It's like, damn, I look good today. I really do. If I should see these so colors, actually I close. Just, today. I just, I just, I just got distracted a little bit right there. But let me get back focused, okay? Here's the deal. When you, when you should watch when you Stephen at, A. watch I just, himself I'm on TV. I'm just saying, it's like it, you want to laugh. It is. You got to see it him. Is, why it is, are you like this? It, 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 it is. Why are you like it, this, man? It, 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 why are you like? It really this? is. It really is. But anyway, anyway, and by the way, I'll have those restaurants for y'all to take me out Saturday night. So I'll make sure I get in early enough for you to do that. Anyway, let's focus right now back onto the Dallas Cowboys. You see, doggy, what shocks me about you, right? That I would dare say is a tad bit hypocritical, you actually have a problem with people making headlines. You make headlines all the time. You talk about the headlines all the time. These are the things that come along with you doing what you do for a living. They feed you, and you are biting the hand that feeds you when you're complaining about, just pipe it down, pipe it down, you got blown out, blah, blah, blah. Let them talk. Let them talk. Say, we meet him again. We meet him again. Notice the operative word is if. You understand what I'm saying? If. We don't know if they're going to get to meet San Francisco again. We know they ain't going to win the division title, right? All right, they're going to have a wild card game, right? We don't oh know if they're going to get God. to the San Francisco 49ers, okay? So, but let Micah Parsons talk all he wants to. And we know that brother's capable of backing it up. You got to triple team him to stop my brother, okay? I just think, dare I say, that you are, uh, I mean, I don't think that you should take this position, doggy, because I think it is inconsistent with the Mad Dog Russo I know and love. So I should want them to scream and yell so I can fight back and give me what, What's wrong with that? About. What's wrong with that? I'm Especially if they're capable of backing up. Do you believe they're capable of backing it up? I think San Francisco is. Dallas hasn't proved they are capable of backing it up yet, oh, and right. Micah Parsons shouldn't have said a word. But San Francisco, Steve, where were their rings? So what? All right, they don't have the ring yet. But they're not excited. Are they not the best team in football right now? Hold up, hold up. That is a good point. What's the good point? No, you're right. They've knocked off the Packers. They've knocked off the Cowboys, etc. Yep. Who? San Francisco. Excuse me. They did. Excuse me. 
The San Francisco 49ers oh, wow. lost in the conference championship game. They've lost in, in, in the Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys ain't been in a conference championship game since 1995. What are we talking about here? Why are we talking about here? Why is San Francisco so wrapped up on Dallas? Who cares? Because the nation seems to love the Dallas. Hold on, Swaggo. The Dallas Cowboys are worth nine billion. Everybody else is worth about an average of five, even though the Commanders were sold for six. The bottom line is Dallas with the star, Dallas with the publicity, Dallas with the ten nationally televised games. Get all the shine. The San Francisco 49ers punched them in the mouth and reminded you, y'all giving them stuff for no variety popularity but they ain't the real dogs we are i like that i like it let's a lot. dive into this a little more so obviously sunday was not dak prescott's day he had three picks versus yes. the niners raising questions about his future here's jerry jones dak prescott is a quarterback that can get us to the super bowl that's that that's the way that's going to be let me be very affirmative. I completely uh, believe that we have the quarterback that can take us where we want to go. All right. Let me give you some context. The Niners are the only team that the Cowboys have played this season that's in first place in their division. And Dak struggled, which has been a trend for him. He's now 8-13 and in his career against teams in first place in their division compared to 56-25 and against everyone else. Mm. Mad Dog, is Dak the Cowboys' weak link? Uh, again, in this particular game, it's hard to say that Prescott's the reason why they lost. Was he good? No. Did he gain some first downs in the first 17 minutes of the game when that defense stunk? No. Do I trust him in a big spot? No. But Dallas's defense played horrific in this game. They never stopped the run. Dallas, San Francisco ran all over them two years ago. They never stopped the run. That defense flew overrated. They never stopped the run. We know about the coach. We're not, none of us love the coach. I think we all agree that you know, he's not the top three or four coaches in the league. So to, and Pollard's not a big-time running back. On a, on a scenario where he can carry a team. Pollard's a good guy to have in your ball club. You can't, give him the, you can't give him the ball 25 times a game. So to come out of this game, and, you know, what's Jerry supposed to say? Well, Cooper Rush is my answer? He has to say Prescott's his answer. But to say that the Cowboys' biggest issue is the quarterback is a little rough to take. When they lose the game 42-10, to 10, they lose to Arizona, and they don't stop anybody in that game. It's a little rough to pile on Prescott, so I don't think – right now I think he's taking a little too much abuse as the Cowboy quarterback. Go ahead, Swagger. I mean, we, we can obviously caveat it all the time about what it is about and the defense and the coach and the front office. At some point, man, the player got to play. And the, the player at the most important position for the Dallas Cowboys shrinks in these moments. Like you just saw the record – and you just saw how that is self-explanatory. Mad Dog and Stephen A., let me ask you a question because I, I, that graphic is very telling. Most likely, who are you going to have to beat <laughs> in order to win a Super Bowl or get to an NFC Championship, the number one teams in their division? Yes. That's usually who ends up there. And in these games, he doesn't show up. Now, can we point to play calling? Yes. Can we point to defense? Yes. This game was 21-7 for a long time when this offense didn't do anything. And you damn sure can't throw three interceptions and expect to win the game. Like, th those are the things that we always have this conversation. And listen, I like Dak Prescott. 
I think Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. He's just not he's not to the level he needs to be when these type of games are on the schedule. That's a fact. Uh, like, we have to stop talking about the defense and the play calling. and the co- We lauded Kellen Moore for being a great offensive play caller and scoring all of these points. They didn't against San Francisco. So did Kellen Moore play calling go out the window or did Dak Prescott not play well? The common denominator is Dak in these games, man. Mm. We got to stop going all over the place. Your well, quarterback got to play well to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Well, I appreciate that soliloquy, and it's uh, nothing to dispute. I just want to get a little bit more specific. And, you know, Doggy, why don't you, you know, you're always writing down stuff. Yeah, I'm writing that down. What do you want to write down? You know, I want you to use this information for the show today, okay? Go ahead, let me hear it. Uh, Because one of the things that you slipped up with, Doggy, in expressing what you've expressed, you're very, very big on counting dollars and cents. Not just your own, but players. Do they live up? Oh, I love so that. What, you love doing that. You're getting paid this much money for crying out loud. This is, what you do. this is what you do, right? Well, let me throw some numbers back at you. Uh, put Swagoo up on the screen because I want to see his face when I say these things because it's very, very important. Uh, Swagoo, put him up there. Thank you very much. Gosh, you're so bossy. Um, well, that's what bosses do. Anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is this, okay? Can I go home? No, no, you can't leave. You're too valuable to the show. You have to stay. Oh. Here's the, all right, Green Lantern, stay right there. Here's the deal, y'all. So, um, Dak Prescott, rookie deal, 2016 to 2019, dog. He started all 48 games. All 48 games, okay? Do you know only Tom Brady won more games than the 40 that Dak Prescott won at that time? Only Tom Brady won more games than Dak Prescott won from 2016 to 2019, okay? Okay, so we got to understand that only Drew Brees had more game-winning drives than Dak because Dak, uh, Dak, Dak had 14 game-winning drives in that period. Dak led all quarterbacks with 21 rush TDs. Let's remember that. He was, had two Pro Bowl selections and one playoff win. Then he got some money. The one-year, $31.4 million uh, franchise tag in 2020. You remember that swagoo? I know I remember that swagoo. You remember that swagoo? I know I do, right? $31.4 million. And then after that, it was four years, $160 million contract extension. $75 million the first year, $95 million over two years. Next thing you know, doggy, what happened? Brother missed 17 games. 17 games. He did so so okay. he's only, uh, only, only 14 quarterback and, and quarterback wins during this time. Not a single Pro Bowl appearance. Only one playoff win. 43 turnovers in 38 regular season games. 33 interceptions and 10 fumbles lost. Got a no trade clause. Got an annual $1 million incentive for winning the Super Bowl in his contract. And guess what, doggy? It don't even matter. Because with the money you get paid, what's a million dollars? What's a million dollars? You know what million dollar bonus for winning the Super Bowl. I mean, it would be nice. But how important is it if I already got $95 million over two years? I'm guaranteed $160 million over four. I think I'm doing just fine. All of these troubles that Dak Prescott has had, is since he got the bag. Tell me that ain't great for Mad Dog Radio. I like that. Fun. Ain't so he's getting paid Dog a fortune. All right, let me say something. So we can get I, on him. Go ahead, Derek. Let's Swaggo. defend can that I say little, Swaggo, please. Right, right. Can I say something? Okay, so so here's the deal. And I understand all that, Stephen A. And I've told you this, and Mad Dog, you can you can agree, but I'm going to give you facts. I'm not going to give you how people feel. I'm going to give you facts. 
to with Dak Prescott. Obviously, I just talked about who he is in these situations. Yeah. Now let me go to this Cowboy front office because we talk about how good this defense has been. But I just want to give you all some examples of quarterbacks that's gotten paid, teams that's been to the Super Bowl, and what they've done in order to solidify what they do on the offensive side of the ball. In their own division, the Philadelphia Eagles drafted Devontae Smith, a high-level wide receiver that plays well. They traded for A.J. Brown, and they they got Dallas Goddard at tight end, solidified their offense, one of the best skill position groups in the, in the NFL. Let's take the team that just beat Dallas. They traded for Christian McCaffrey. They re-upped Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk has come on and got one of the better tight ends in the NFL in George Kittle. All right? Let's go to the other side. When we start thinking about the teams that made moves, the Cincinnati Bengals went to a Super Bowl, recognized that they needed a better offensive line. They went out and spent $100 million and solidified the offensive line, along with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and what they, Tyler Boyd, what they have offensively. The point is, we have all of these conversations, and, and rightfully so, about Dak. We never failed, we, we never mentioned that this skill position group that we've been asking Dak to play with is not com- comparable to the skill position group of the teams that's going to Super Bowls. It's just not. And I don't know if they feel like they're good enough or they're not getting enough for their, from their quarterback, which I don't think they do in big games. But we have to stop talking about Dallas offense like they are comp- comparable to the teams that's beating them and the teams that's getting the Super Bowls. I've contested it. Stephen A., you've heard me in the offseason scream to sign legitimate wide receivers, scream to sign offensive guys for this team to really have a chance to go. They don't have enough, and their quarterback can't raise them to that level like a Mahomes or like a Josh Allen in those well, moments. He can't do it. We know, You've got to surround him with those type that, of guys. We know that Dak Prescott is not solely at fault. We know that yep. he's a damn good quarterback, but – what we're talking about moments, we're talking about greatness. And we're still waiting to yes. see that. Yep. He's not a great quarterback. He never will be. Okay. He has an mm-hmm. NFL worst. Never will be? No. Well, he's going to learn. All of a sudden, he's going to become a great quarterback in his ninth year in the NFL. Maybe, Maybe a guy in the history right. of the league that's that He's just good. Quarterback. He's good. Okay. You don't want to say that it ain't just him. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. He has an NFL worst 7.3 QBR in the red zone this season. <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. 
Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. They don't like it. I, I thought the next Quick takes going on right here. Look at Kirk Cousins throwing that ball to Justin Jefferson for the Minnesota Vikings. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He's not available, okay, because he's going to be out for a few weeks. So having said all of that, the Minnesota Vikings have worked out, according to reports, working out quarterback Colt McCoy. Stephen A., do you think they should consider the Jets' uh, trade to acquire a veteran quarterback? No. Not Kirk Cousins. I'd tell you that much. First of all, I don't think it's hard. I don't think it's going to be easy for them to move him. But secondly, if you're the New York Jets, you'll have to give up some compensation. I say no. You don't do that. You've given up enough to get Aaron Rodgers. You hold down the fort. And Zach Wilson hasn't looked awful. Let him gain his, elevate his confidence. See what he does. I think he's 100% right. He can't blame the game against it. He played well. He played okay against Denver. I'm with you 100%, Steve. Now, listen, I can't listen to a word he says about Cousins. We sent here last year. He destroyed Cousins on a week-to-week week basis. And what happened? And what happened? I said to you, he was I said to you, while they were winning, I kept saying to you, it's the regular season. Call me when they win the playoff game. What happened? Oh, they lost to the Giants. Uh, did they win the playoff game before they lost to the Giants? No. Thank you. So I was right. Not necessarily. I, what do you mean not necessarily? I did say I said what I said, and it oh proved to be God. absolutely 100% correct. Oh, nonsense. Oh, it was 13 and 4. I was saying while they were winning, what were they going to do come playoff time? Not a damn thing. What did they do come playoff time? Why is not that? a damn so, thing. Why is this another so quarterback? Much, what, what's the matter with him today? This was supposed to be a quarterback. What's the matter with me? I'm in a very good mood. Do you not see how good I'm looking like that? Of course I'm in a good mood. I'm straight. I'm straight. All right, let's move on here, guys. Following a 17-3 loss to the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday night, there doesn't seem to be too much progress with Jordan Love and that young offense. Here's his predecessor, Aaron Rodgers, shedding some light. There's going to be growing pains. I had growing pains my rookie year. Uh, we all go through it. Or, sorry, my rookie, my first year starting, my fourth year just like him. Uh, he's going to be just fine. Like I said, he's a great kid. they got a young team. They've had some injuries. Just say to the Packer fans, just take some deep breaths. You know, just trust, uh, you know, trust this kid. All right, the Packers are once again moving on from a Hall of Fame quarterback to an unproven one. Brett Favre was a starter in Green Bay for 16 years before the Packers voluntarily moved on from him for Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers was then the starter in Green Bay for 15 years before they handed the keys 
to Jordan Love. Christopher Mad Dog Russo, will Love be the next great quarterback in Green Bay? Absolutely not. He's been awful. That game on Monday night, that was an atrocious performance. He was terrible against the Lions when the game was there to be won. And I love Rodgers, and we all feel bad for him, and it needed him in the league. I get that. But right now, a Packer fan does not want to hear from Aaron Rodgers. The Packer fan doesn't love Rodgers right now because, you know, he in and out, diva, you know, whether he's going to be there or not there, wanted to trade. I don't think the Packer fan wants to hear from Aaron Rodgers right now. That's number one. So all Packers, here's my message to Packer fans. Packer fans don't want to hear from Aaron Rodgers. He's no longer on a team. So the fact that he thinks that the world in Wisconsin's waiting with bated breath for Aaron Rodgers is, I don't buy that at all. But if anybody's going to sit there right now and tell me that what they have seen out of Jordan Love, that he's a big-time player, where have you seen it? When he had his cameo appearances prior to this year, he didn't play great. He wasn't great at Utah State. He sat there for three or four years. And his performance on Monday night, Molly, was absolutely awful against the Raiders. So the answer is no. Go ahead, Swagoo. Uh, listen, sure. Sure, he'll be the next great one, right? Like, let's just use the history of the Green Bay Packers and say, hey, both the, the, the most previous quarterbacks before Jordan Love turned out to be really good players. Here's the thing, though, man, dog. Like, we, honestly, how how do we know? I get what's happening right now. Didn't Peyton Manning go 1-15 his first year as a quarterback? Didn't Troy Aikman go 1-15 his first year as a quarterback? I understand this league hard to play in, bro. It's not going to look like um, what C.J. Stroud is doing is phenomenal. What he's doing as a rookie, winning games and playing well. Jordan Love is fine right now. Like, we got to give him a minute, a second. And I know he's been on the team. I know he's been around. This is the first significant time playing. We've seen some really good things as well, man, dog. Let's not just go to the to the opposite end of the spectrum and call the dude horrible. He did have a he did have a comeback against the Saints. He did he's done some nice things, man. Like I don't want I'm not I'm I'm far from a quarterback apologist when it comes to the NFL. I I judge them critically and harshly because they make the most money and they are responsible for mostly your team's success when it comes to how you play from an offensive standpoint. But let's get a man more than five games, man. Like, we, he five games in. The same thing we did with Tua. It's the same exact thing. Tua barely had played Tua barely had played in warm-ups before we decided he wasn't the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to give Jordan Love a little bit of time to see if he can keep coming. He has a really good arm. We've seen that he can push the ball downfield. We've seen that he can make uh, be athletic enough to get out and scramble. I just think it's going to take time for him to become a good quarterback. Well, it's going to take time for him to become a good quarterback. When we're going to ask ourselves, how what, what role does Matt LaFleur play in all of that? I've been saying for three years, you know what, 13 wins, 13 wins, 13 wins, 13 to 3, 13 to 3, 13 to 4. But I saw them lose an NFC championship game you know, against Tom Brady in part because of decisions that Matt LaFleur elected to make, even though Aaron Rodgers should have ran with the football on that particular third down. I saw them lose in a playoff game against San Francisco the following year. I saw them lose a season finale on their home turf. All three games, by the way, were at Lambeau Field. And they lost the season finale against the Detroit Lions with their playoff hopes on the line. Okay? That's what I saw. Matt LaFleur was their head coach. If we're going to sit up there and look at it, if we're going to applaud the greatness of Aaron Rodgers and talk about how surefire he is as a Hall of Famer, as one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen, because you know what I say, he's a bad man. He's something special. Make no mistake about it then it is, is it possible that Matt LaFleur has, been, has benefited exponentially 
off of the greatness of one of the all-time great quarterbacks. And now that that quarterback isn't there, obviously he's got to make better decisions. Some people have looked from a football analysis standpoint or from a football analytics perspective. They've looked at Matt LaFleur and they've said he's been somewhat protective, if not excessively protective, of Jordan Love. Maybe that's the case. I'm looking at a Jordan Love here. There's been five games that he's played. The dude has thrown in the 50 percentile four of those five games. His 63 percent completion was against Detroit and that was in a loss when they was getting their butts whipped and they were down by about 20 points and he had to throw the football to come back. He threw 36 passes that game even though he threw 44 the game before. I'm looking at him. Six touchdowns and no interceptions in the first two games. One touchdown and six interceptions in the last three games. And so I look at it from that perspective, and I'm saying, okay, I get what Doggy is saying, but it is the first year, his first time starting as, as, as the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. There's going to be some growing pains. We've seen Troy Aikman go through it. We've seen Peyton Manning go through it. We've seen almost everybody go through it outside of Tom Brady. My issue is, what about the coach? We gonna ask about this, brother. We just gonna sit up there and just let it slide that Green Bay is struggling, and we ain't gonna think about bringing up Matt Lafleur. You might do that. I'm not gonna avoid doing that. As we should. You're right. I agree with you about Lafleur. Right. He really struggled more over the last two games, guys. More so than he had all year. I mean, well, his QBR dropped 50 points over the last two games specifically. Well, again, we all saw the fourth quarter. Swagoo, you saw it. How about that last drive against Atlanta? When I had a chance to win the game 24-22, four straight incompletions, he was completely lost. The Saints, they were down 17 nothing before he woke up and played a little better. I mean, it's not like he just showed up. I mean, they were and, up and too, Tua man. was that out. And I remember, come on, so I go one thing about Tua. up against Atlanta. All right, but I mean, but Tua, we saw at Alabama. We saw Tua win championships. Nobody saw Jordan Love at Utah State. So, I mean, at least with Tua, we knew, well, I mean, I saw him do it at Alabama. Eventually, he's going to be able to do it with Miami. I didn't see Jordan Love do it anywhere. So what makes me think now that Jordan Love is going to all of a sudden blossom? And the question was, by the way, yeah. uh, Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Well, how about this analogy? Uh, that was the question. He's not right. going to become Favre and Aaron okay. Rodgers. How about this analogy? We saw what Jalen Hurts did in college as well. And even though he got Oklahoma to a playoff, we also saw how much he struggled at Alabama, specifically in that national championship game where he was benched in favor of Tua Tungvaloa, we surmised he would never be a good passer he of the football and a good quarterback. And look at what he's done. Look at how much yeah. better he's done. Also, we got to look. How at about that? We got to look at the talent around him, Mad Dog. Fair. I mean, and, I, and listen, Christian Watts yeah. is a young receiver. Romeo, Romeo, where are thou Romeo Dobbs? I mean, guys like that. I mean, <laughs> hey, listen, I mean, who the hell do you have? Okay, you got Aaron Dillon in the backfield, but you got young receivers, and you got a coach that's coaching for the first time without the luxury of Aaron Rodgers being behind center. I'm saying take those things into consideration uh-huh. before we're going to sit up there and throw Jordan Love out with the bathwater. Well, nobody said that, Stephen. Yeah. The question Rock was, Rock, Rock, is he Rodgers or and that's not fair. Yeah. How is that? those guys going to the Hall of Fame? Have you seen a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. Okay. no. That's it. But did I that's see it. a Hall of Famer when I looked at Peyton Manning as a rookie? And he's not a rookie. He's played. He's been there for three or four years. Yeah. When has he played? You've played as he, much he, as him. He, he what are you talking about? He's a bad dog. He ain't played. Come on, man. Bad dog. It's fair. It's fair for you to say we shouldn't be in the context of will he be a Hall of Famer and do what Favre and Aaron Rodgers did. But the way you explained it was like the man going to be trash 
on his way, like playing. Like, don't explain it like that. Like, give it time. Give him time to do something. Like, give him time to drink a glass of water and take and go to the bathroom before we decide what what he is as a quarterback, man. Like, I listen. This is the thing, right? Like, we live in this moment of sports where we have such a heightened level of what we see from quarterbacks because it's Mahomes and Josh Allen and uh, Herbert and Joe Burrow. We see the quick success and all of these dudes doing well and. and we even see Tua, how he just blasted and came on fire outside of the injuries. Let's let's take a beat, big dog. Like we have we have polar opposite conversations, right? We're talking about a Dak Prescott in year eight, as opposed to Jordan Love in, in his five or six first starts in the NFL. We have a sample size of being rightfully so talking about Dak Prescott. We don't have one yet about talking about Jordan Love, but I agree with you. It's not fair to say he's going to be a Hall of Famer and do what Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre Let's did. Let's leave it there. Maybe, maybe the question. Have a problem with the question, man, dog, not us. The good news right. is they have the Broncos this season. I mean, the whole world's week, got the Broncos. Week. Is that on national TV week. too? Yes. Yeah, they got the Broncos. The whole world. So. I'll get to that later. <laughs> Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Quick takes, let's get it. The Texas Rangers swept the Baltimore Orioles to reach their first ALCS since 2011. Texas defeated Baltimore 7-1 in Game 3 of the ALDS as Corey Seager and Annalise Garcia homered early and Nathan Evaldi struck out 7 over 7 innings. Bless you. Mad Dog, how surprised were you that this was a sweep? Shocked. Very shocked. A lot, lot to unpack here. Quickly, did you know the American League East right now is 0-11 in their last two years in the postseason? Wow. That's the Rays, the Yankees, and the Orioles. They haven't won a game. Toronto got swept. Tampa got swept. 
Obviously, the Orioles got swept and the Yankees got swept last year by Houston. Number two, when every GM in America looks to hire these 35-year-old uh, analytical geeks yeah. to be the manager, how about Bochy? He's 68 years of age. Best. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He doesn't pay attention to what the data printouts do. All he does is win ballgames. 12 of the last 13. He was, won. Thank 12 you. 12 of the last 13. He killed, and not only that, they lost the last game of the regular season in Seattle. They had to fly across the country. They beat Tampa twice. They go out there and they beat the Orioles twice. And they, they didn't beat the Orioles. They killed them. And the Orioles won 101 games. And here's another statistic. You know the last time the Orioles lost a series, got swept in a series? A year ago, May, they had won 89. They had been 89 consecutive series without being swept. And here it is, Texas sweeps them. Wow. Who in the world could have predicted without this? Without Scherzer. Without Scherzer, without John Gray, he's been hurt. What a job by the Rangers. And, they again, they killed the Orioles. And throw in the fact that, um, you know, they're going to get maybe Scherzer back, Gray back. Watch Texas go to the World Series. Yeah. What a job by Bochy. And, and, and by the way, Texas, there we say Texas Rangers, they ain't doubt it does. So the baseball team wouldn't be down. Thought I'd throw that out. Very All right. Let's stay, let's stay in the that's, street from the that's football just gonna, That's just going to add more pressure. Uh, it's a good okay. point. Let's stay in the South. Another team that's winning. The Dolphins are on top of the AFC East after the first five weeks of the season. Miami hasn't won the division since 2008. Meanwhile, the Bills, who've won the East three seasons in a row, sit one game behind. Worth noting earlier, the Bills placed linebacker Matt Milano and defensive tackle Daquan Jones on the IR. Our Adam Schefter is saying they're both likely out for the season. Kimberly hello, Martin. Hello. Great to see you, love. How are we doing? Hola, I'm hola. good. Oh. oh, bilingual are we? No. Which, <laughs> which. Kim, who's the AFC East team to beat? Oh, who's the division champs? It's the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. It's still the Buffalo Bills. Um, the division still goes through Archer Park. Um, to say anyone else in this division will be crazy considering that the Bills two weeks ago wa- walloped the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, who, whose offense was so great, so great. And yet they went to Buffalo, and um, Josh Allen and the team took care of right. business. So I would think to say anything other than the Bills would just be downright ludicrous, especially when you consider the score. What was it, Stephen? Yeah, 48, 48 to 20. 20? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anything else would just no, no, be listen, wild. if it's Sunday, Al Pacino told you that. LL Cool J told you that. Sit Fox told you that. Listen, the six inches in front of your face, here's the deal. It was a bad afternoon for the Miami Dolphins, no doubt about it. But I still think the Miami Dolphins are the team to be in the AFC East. I still believe that. You know, when you – one of the things that I think we have to pay attention to, the Bills clearly have the talent. There's no doubt about it. But you know what I've been while I was watching the other day when they playing in London, they lost the game to Jacksonville. I watched the dissension when things go bad. It gets tight. And there's a lot of pointing fingers when you look at the Buffalo Bills. I'm very serious about that. I don't think you can ignore that. And I think when you look at them, yeah, Dolphins had a bad night, but the speed, the quickness, what Tyreek Hill can do, what Jalen Waddle could do, what Tua Tungvaloa could do. I remember how competitive Miami was with Buffalo last year. Buffalo got them this go-round. Fair enough. You beat Denver 50-70-20. to 20. You're sitting up there feeling yourself, and then you got a game coming up against the Buffalo Bills, and you just weren't ready to play. There's no other way to slice it. We get all of that on the road in Buffalo. Many people have lost on the road in Buffalo. But let's see what happens when they roll, over the, when they roll down south. 
near South Beach, and they go up against the Miami Dolphins then. Let's see what happens then. And then you go and you lose to Jacksonville after losing the open of the Jets. We can't look at a team that's got the Jets in Jacksonville on their, on, in their loss column for the season and definitively say, yo, they're going to be the team to beat. They're going to be all right. If you can say they're going to be all right, I can say the Miami Dolphins are going to be all right, and that's what I'm going to do. Good job, Kimberly. You're a thousand percent right. It's Buffalo. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Buffalo deserves a pass Mm -hmm. against Jacksonville. The Mm -hmm. game is in London. Jacksonville's been sitting there, and Buffalo's lost a million guys on defense, Mm -hmm. including Milano, who broke his leg early. Yes, he did. He did. So we got to give him a little break with the Jacksonville game. They got the leg going to be here by the time the playoffs will come. No, he's not going to play. He's not going to be back. What about the other injuries? Are you sure they're going to be back? You sure they're going to be back? No, he's out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And remember, maybe NFL can flex the giant Carolina game off the Sunday night game and put. Buffalo, Miammy, week to, 18. I might need to call Because that's the last that. game of the year. you know that? I might that? need to call Goodell about that. Uh, Buffalo, make a phone call. Need, Get him in here and we can ask him. This is right. How about we? That? Sorry, that's right. I'm sorry. Sorry. Not going to work. That was funny. That's that was funny. Right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do you get the weak yes. thing? Oh, of course. Get it. Buffalo, Miami. <laughs> yes. That was funny. I think Buffalo is still the best. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> 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 what is happening? I don't know why I said that. Because <laughs> Roger Goodell came in for an interview. And I, they threw and, me out of the room. And Mad Dog was here. And Stephen A did all the questions. It's, I'm it's, kidding. And, uh, and it's going to happen again. Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> Adam Silver's coming. Well, I'm out of here for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in the river for that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got no chance. No, no, no. I'm about to go to Brooklyn. That's right. <laughs> get a boat ride. Get a boat ride. Oh, you You're on a boat. What did that stupid outfit? I'll get it. I'll go wear the boat. Exactly. We, go. we got that dog in time here. Anyway, did you have some shampoo. gummies this morning? No, I wish I did. I, <laughs> you I was sitting out chatting for two and a half hours. Right now. I needed a gummy, man. In the worst <laughs> way. It's wrong on Wednesday. Oh, I didn't know that one. He's tearing up. Oh, I need that one. Jesus, I need it. Get a tissue. Oh, may I? Oh, God, I'm coming. Get a tissue. Please, I need it one. Oh, God. First and that dopey okay. ride with the pumps, and he was in a grouchy mood. No, no. Oh, he was nasty no, no, with a no. poor Nicky. Anyway, you know what I do domestic. when he's like that? I just ignore him. That's the best thing I to do. I can't because he's still theoretically even, my boss. So don't I don't even, he's not oh my your boss. Not your boss. He's Stop not it. my boss. He's not Stop your it. boss. And you just ignore him. Right. And then he gets over it. Kim's right. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> right, right? Buffalo. Listen, Stephen I'm A said, Stephen A said, we got, we got to see. Maybe watch what happens when, oh, the dolphin, the, the Buffalo Bills go down to South Beach. First of all, we have seen last year in the playoffs, what happened? In Buffalo, with Skylar Thompson as your quarterback. Oh, so we saw Was that not look, true? Okay, fair. When you went in Miami last year, what happened? Did you win that game? Miami, did Miami win that game? You did they win that game? Yes or no? Yes or no? Did they win again? You brought it up. I didn't bring it up. You brought it up. Because Miami you, Dolphins because win the game saying, in Miami last saying, year. Based off a track record, what, what I've seen is the AFC East has had to go through Orchard Park, right? Mm-hmm. You telling me, oh, well, the Dolphins put up points so clearly what you really, they're the really team. What you really, really need to say and what you really, really, what need, to really, really need to be doing to be saying Stephen A., Mm. Instead of ESPN sending me to Cleveland, could they send me to South Beach for that game? That's what you should. You know what? I do actually want to address. There we uh, go. That's what you should be. Okay, I get, I get it, I get it. Oh yeah. By the way, by the way, um, you 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 need Seth. We talk about Seth Markman. Seth Markman. I just want to know: Can I go somewhere else besides Cleveland? I don't know. I don't know if you know this. But Seth and I are going to be together in, in, in L.A. Monday. <laughs> I mean, Drop I, a 
a note to him because I don't need a note. I'm going to be with him. At this point, I need to get a condo in Cleveland or what? I don't know. Got you. I'm just saying. But yeah, the answer is Buffalo, Molly. And I don't get invited to that LA thing. Oh my! You are a fraud. (laughs) Yo, Max, take this man with you. We're going to the game. We're going to Atlanta, Philly. I'm out of football. When are you going to Atlanta? Really? I mean, you are. Well, Atlanta hasn't won yet. I mean, he won. It's a good point. Yeah. I thought I I got the tickets. I spoke to Manfred. We were there today, and he doesn't want to go. Atlanta, uh, 5 o'clock game. That's his fault. My fault. Atlanta, Philly. You didn't want to, I mean, you didn't want to go. What do you mean? This week. When's the next game? Do we need marriage Philly? counseling What's here? What is going Philly? on? We can go, we can go, we can go in Philly next game. Is that today, tomorrow? 5 o'clock. Five today? 5.07. Today? Today? No, next month. Yes, today. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. We can go. We can go. Child, oh, got you on the help air. me. You got to work. Uh, you may continue. <laughs> you got to work. Oh my gosh. Give me a gummy. Let's go to commercial Give me a break. Let's go to. Let's you imagine me with gummy? Up next. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1 800 DirecTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.